This is Sean from Phineas, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, welcome back, everyone, to another new episode of Interview Under Fire. This is your host, Sonny, this time along with the Monsters vocalist and Sean McCullough. Uh, it's an honor, man. Thank you so much for joining our IUF series today. Now, Sean, this is an exciting time of the year for you and the rest of the guys over at Phineas with the release of your fifth studio album. I can't believe I'm even saying that number. Uh, the Fire itself drops August 27th through Solid State Records. And first things first, man, I just want to you know commend you guys and all the well-deserved recognition it's been getting so far. Those couple of jaw-breaking singles that dropped in the night and eternally apart. There's just a lot of amazing stuff to discover about this new album and who you guys all are all about but before we get to all that and beyond we we kind of touched on it before the interview started now that we're kind of you know getting back into the normality of things an important question to ask even a simple one how are you how's your family you know what's life been like in la for the last seven months <laughs> bro first off thank you for saying all that nice stuff man that means a lot to us um we're super pumped. Uh, dude, life is crazy right oh, now. Um, yeah. You know, it's... Uh, so I, I know that, you know, pandemic and all that uh, slowed down, slowed down a lot of the country and a lot of people, um, you know, with their jobs and stuff. But um, I've been very blessed to have been uh, working this entire time. So... Um, that's what I've been doing and obviously recording the, the record and all that. And, uh, and then, you know, I have my priorities and trying to be the best dad I can be and being a great husband as well. Although I fail at those things all the time. So, um, yeah, it's just that man, my, my week's pretty packed, you know, uh, just work, family, sleep for maybe four hours a night, work, family, and that's and that's it. My life's my life's like, you know, kind of revolves around that right now. But um, very very pumped about the new record. Uh, you know, we've been working on that for the past man year and a half, I guess. Yeah. So it's it's cool to kind of finally see it come to fruition, and you know, riffs that Dan or I wrote like two years ago you know, or like they're finally going to be released, you know, and obviously it's a lot longer of a time uh, in between albums for this one. But, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm pretty confident that this is like, this is like as close to it as we've gotten, you know, so we're, yeah. we're really pumped, man. And, you know, really i don't know just really excited yeah yeah uh, here's the thing we're gonna dive into all that about why it it's it and uh, uh hopefully i can help you fill in the blanks there you know things like sleep work spending time with your family they, they are simple things but nowadays it seems like it gets bigger and bigger and bigger the more we for move forward through time you know and yeah. and uh um, i've had i've had you know uh family members friends who who don't have that luxury as they used to you know, before the pandemic started. So you always start to think about that. 
Mm -hmm. obviously within this last year and then some many of us have also been away from the stage a lot you know fans and musicians alike now now that things seem to have a light at the end of the tunnel we can kind of see that uh, i i wonder you talk about you know recording an album how have you been keeping up your vocals these days you know has that affected your musicianship has anything changed for you routine wise lately if at all you're talking about you know being removed from the live concert experience and <laughs> it, it's it's a lot to dive into um, so I definitely don't think that I like had any upkeep at all with my voice. In fact, I feel mm -hmm. like, especially like with screaming specifically, I feel like I took a step back, <laughs> but, uh, with sync, with singing, I feel, I feel better about it just because my voice has been able to heal from like just the years of punishment of being on the road and not treating my voice the way I should have, you know? Um, so, you know, it's, it's a toss up, you know, one thing comes out better, the other, and, and, and it's completely just my opinion, you know, I mean, another person could listen to it and be like, that's trash, you know, and be like, yeah, well, okay. I thought it was cool, but, uh, it's, uh, yeah. Um, how do okay the question again if you don't mind because <laughs> i'm i'm, I, 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 I'm I a think, little scatterbrained up no that, that's that's okay i think you kind of answered it for the most part like how, you, how have you been keeping up and you know it's it's hard to keep up with vocals considering when you don't get to perform them live the way you used to you know there's right. a, i think there's a whole different form of art as opposed to singing in the studio as opposed to singing it on stage because oh yeah there's that there's that whole different rush of energy now uh i want to transition it into this next one because you kind of helped me with this because You've been at this for a while, Sean. You know, uh, Phineas. Yeah. Obviously, you guys have been around for uh, twenty years. I mean, that's another number out there. And even though you joined in two thousand seven, I, I do begin to think: How was the touring life for you personally, man? Because you've done some extensive touring throughout your career. You've shared the stages with some of my other favorite bands: P.O.D., uh, Living Sacrifice, As I Lay Dying, like I mentioned earlier, Era. And now we've been all kind of just been forced to take this whole unexpected step back and. Has this time lately, I don't know, has it made you develop a newfound appreciation of the touring life? You know, I know you guys are about to head back out. Is that true? You know, what was your favorite part about it? So my favorite part about touring was, I would say, man, there's there's something special about the the people that, you know, are kind of in our camp, our touring camp, you know, um, Cause, uh, and we've been through a handful of members, you know, but there, there's been like just amazing things that like with each lineup that have kind of come out of that. And I wouldn't trade that time for anything. And, uh, you know, a lot of people don't, a lot of people who go out on the road, they don't necessarily have like the, don't always have like that type of relationship with the bandmates going in, you know, and, uh, and it makes things hard. For us, like, yeah, we'll have tiffs and stuff, but like, by and large, man, like, the dudes in, the dudes in the band are just some of the best dudes like I've ever known in my life, and so I feel like that's, like, as much as I love getting to hang out with people at shows, and as much as I love getting to travel around the world, it's like being with those dudes, you know, and yeah. hanging out with them and being, being brothers with them, and you know, well. We, we have a lot of fun together, you know, we'll, we'll, 
bag on each other quite a bit, but at the end of the day, we 100% know that we got each other's backs. And it's, it's something really unique that I don't think that, I think some people experience that camaraderie with with sports or other things, you know, or uh, just, or, or even coworkers sometimes, you know, if you have a good relationship with a coworker and whatnot, but like, with us, I mean, it, it was literally 24 seven. And so there was like this sense of getting the job done, doing it well. And regardless of how many people are at a show, whether it's two or 2000, we're going to play the same and we're going to uh, do the same thing. And, right. and all of us kind of fed off of each other with that, you know? And here's the thing. It's, it's so, okay. To, it's okay to bag on each other. I think it's, I think it's, you need to have that, you know? <laughs> oh yeah. Um, little things like that start to stand out. Like, again, like I said, like the more further you, you go into this timer in, you start to recall little things that you, which you normally wouldn't recall just on a, on a day before the pandemic, you know, it's always, Oh, what was right. it like pre pandemic? That's going to be the conversation now going forward. You know, uh, Sean, as, as you're telling me everything that, that you've been through and, uh, you know, the amount of touring you've done, the, the, the bands that you played with and the venues that you played in, you know, uh, an, a very common topic on IUF, and I'm sure it's the same for other publications. I want to get your take on this. And you've seen this for the last year and a half is live streaming. A lot of the bands, what they've been doing on the stage, they're taking it to the screen, you know, obviously like we're doing right now, these interviews would be in person, but mm-hmm. we've had artists come on here like Devin Townsend and Seven Dust, August Burns Red, Twisted. They came on IUF and talk, they talked about their experiences on, you know, selling virtual tickets to the fans, pre-recording a show, live stream a show, what have you. And I don't think there's any wrong answer to what I'm about to ask here, but do you think that the rise of the quarantine-induced live streaming that we've been seeing for this last year and a half, is that going to affect the touring musician business going forward through your perspective? Like, do you see, do you still see bands doing something like this once we enter 2022 and beyond? Do, doing something like what live stream like like live stream oh 100%. yeah percent yeah being like a 100%. normal thing you know well there, i mean there there's been like li- little things across the board right that have changed right like that now a year and a half into it we just kind of accept as like oh that's just how it is like dude how, how big did like DoorDash and Postmates like blow up over oh, the year, geez. and now and now it's just like now it's just like a common like talk in at least in my household because we got a crazy door, little three, yeah, door, three, door, three door, year old dude, food, you know, yeah. Like like I've been you know we've been chasing this guy this little three year old around for the entire day. Like we don't want to cook, we don't want to put any <laughs> effort into anything when it's relaxation time, you know. So DoorDash, yeah before before pandemic like sure it was around but not at this type of not this capacity the amount of like the reliance on amazon the fact that you can order groceries on amazon uh you know what is it uh instacart is another is another there's like little things in all sorts of industries that are changing right and it's like kind of moving in that direction do i think that live streaming band performances is going to be a thing 100%. 100%. Like, yeah. Do I want that to be the norm? No, I don't think it'll like, we'll replace see how, it. I, right. I don't think it'll replace it, but it, it'll become, it'll become something that 
there's no like second thoughts towards anymore, you know, just like, oh, they're doing a live stream, you know, like, I don't know how I feel about that. And it's, it'll just be like, oh, yeah, they're, they're live. Let's go check them out. Like, and people will dip in, dip out when, you know, as, as they please type of thing. I, uh, I like what you said, though. Is it a substitute? No. But it's something different. And it's a way to interact and still feel like you're a part of, you know, when you're touring around and when you tour, tour around, like, I mean, I was thinking about it the other day. We've been touring around for our last tour was in 2019. Well, we've been touring for a decade. Yeah. You know, and you kind of you build up like people all across the country of like people that you would consider family because you go and you stay with them or they come out to the show. You, you give them hugs and, and you just hang out. Right. And you catch up. And it's it's almost like meeting with extended family every single every single show well like you have to have a way to like still have that it's almost like you're building like your own little mini culture in a way you know like driving around and you know that i, I mean at, at least for us like man so many pe people helped us through so many different times like can't even list, but like, you know, we'll see how the, how the, the, what is it? Forecast. Delta, or, Delta strain oh, yeah, and, yeah. and, you know, all of that stuff goes as far as like real shows and whatnot. Um, but I mean, it's already changing the industry. Um, obviously a lot, a lot of, a lot of, a lot of people are out of work from it, you know, um, mm -hmm. and a lot of people are, are hurting from it, you know, as are millions and billions, to be honest, like around the world, right? Like that took a huge hit, um, you know, so we'll see, we'll see how, you know, the CDC and all that, at least in America, kind of handles and moves forward with whatever <clears throat> and what I don't know we'll we'll see we'll see how America does right yeah you know um, and if things can get better or if things will not and then uh you know as far as like actually touring or not but it's looking like things are going to be it's going to be another laid back year you know yeah. And there are some bands out there who are, you know, delaying their CD releases because of it. Because, like, if you release a CD and you're not able to tour on it, you could potentially massively flop. Just being real. Yeah. You know um, what I mean? I, I think so. you're, the, you're actually the first artist in 2021 that I've had. We're, we're well into 2021 now. I mean, it's August this weekend, but... I think mm -hmm. you're, the, you're the first one to say this is going to be another laid back year. I mean, you're being realistic. This is exactly what we're in. And I don't think a lot of people are admitting to that. I think it's, it's important to be realistic at this point. Um, and and I've, I've had a bunch of artists come on here and a bunch of talented people like yourselves come on here and say, yeah, I would love to do live streaming. It gives me a chance to engage with my fans. And some artists would say, yeah, I'm not doing anything until, until, this, until um, all this is over. 
And there's always that liberty to, you know, mosh in your own room, right? You get the live streaming, which is great. Like you do the, mm-hmm. you mosh in your own room, but then after you do the live streaming, I feel like you kind of hit a barrier. It's like, okay, we did the live streaming, excuse me. And then it, now what, how much more creative can we yeah. get? And uh, I remember I went to this, uh, I don't know if you remember this, Metallica did this live streaming last summer for one weekend and they did it at all the drive-in theaters around the nation and Dallas, Texas sold out immediately. A friend of mine had a ticket and I decided to go. I didn't know what to expect. I, I was like, sure, let's see what happens. I mean, at yeah. that point, I haven't been, out, been to a show in like half a year. I get there and the turnout is great. Like it feels like an actual show of people grabbing drinks. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the, a lot of people there, like, like uh, all the cars are pulling up. And then once you finally sit down, you're in your car and then you see the, you know, you see the, the screen in front of you and it kind of starts to seep in. It's like, okay, this is, this is starting to feel a little odd. And what's the most popular thing i'm sure you've seen it you know most the po- most popular thing you see at a metal show let me see those horns and you just see like a sea sea of horns from like fans you get that adrenaline rush right you can't yeah that away there's there's no other atmosphere like it but i remember that three days grace opened and the thing that they said was let me hear you honk your horns so so if you roll down your windows you just hear cars honking just in silence <laughs> It just felt so, and we're out in the desert here in Dallas. Like it just felt yeah. so odd. And the point of me telling you the story is just, it just made me miss a live experience even more. You can't replace it. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. But I, I feel like we could just dive into that, you know, th- this wormhole as, as, as deep as we can. It's just, it, it is wild. You know, there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing. I'm, the reason why Phineas is Phineas is because the live presence you guys put on stage, the energy that you guys feed off to and from the crowd which is a unique thing um but yeah but that was just a something that you know i wanted to point out like i don't know how many more of those i'll attend but uh it was definitely quite the experience i don't know if you've you've attended anything like yourself i actually haven't okay i actually that's okay um i'm 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 a fan of streaming like i love watching people play video games or just hang out yeah, and yeah. whatever like i think it's awesome and there's a lot of there's a lot of band members who stream now because of because of that you know like yeah i'm learning uh, a lot about twitch these days i didn't realize twitch was right. uh, call me crazy i haven't i didn't realize that twitch was a huge thing until the pandemic oh, started i heard hints and I got you. bits and pieces of it before the pandemic <laughs> but now it's like really coming to the surface you're talking about you know uh, uh places you know like uber eats you know a grubhub stuff like that they're booming and then of course you get twitch zoom like we're doing right now i mean dude all all the streaming platforms you know it's just wild dude like so um yeah where like where was zoom before (laughs) i didn't even know zoom was i I didn't know zoom was the thing either (laughs) i remember these labels were asking me like hey do you have skype i'm like i haven't had skype in like what 10 years i haven't had to use it um what is this 2006 come on as a matter of fact, I wouldn't mind reliving that year. That was a great year. Um, now, uh, I know we t- talked about everything from head to toe. Let's talk about the fire itself, man. Uh, the Fed okay. Studio album, August 27th on Solid State. Now, uh, Sean, this is the follow-up to your previous album, uh, fourth album, Dark Flag, dropped in 2017. And this is quite the follow-up, man, because as a fan, as for someone who's been following you guys uh, for a good amount in the last 10 years, I felt you're talking about replacing the it, right? Helping you fill in the blanks. I felt okay. this was a side of Phineas that I wasn't even prepared for. I mean, throughout the band's career, uh, you guys have really stayed true 
to your sound and and still expanded on on that said established sound. You know, you had that blended fusion mm-hmm. of traditional metalcore sound, hardcore punk, uh, extreme metal. I'll, I'll even throw Southern rock in there, you know, which is not an easy thing to do. Yet here you are doing what you do best. And what I heard is that you guys focused less on individual parts and more on how the songs operate as a whole. And I definitely heard that. Uh, that dynamic, uh, dynamic, excuse me, but knowing the growth, knowing the reception, there was the success from your previous records. Sean, is there any such thing as pressure for you guys from like when you sit down to write a whole new album again, or even a follow-up considering, you know, this is where what well into Phineas's career for over two decades. Um, Loaded question. I, I know. Feel, I, I, well, I feel, I feel like the pressure is, I don't know that we think that we feel like pressure in the sense that you're referring to, if mm. that makes sense. Like, yeah. um, we, I mean, like you said, we're focusing on ourselves and focusing on our songwriting, right? And you know, we've had, we've had some. I, I feel like our. I feel like our albums are pretty cool, right? But like going, <laughs> like going, I, I don't want that to come off conceited. I no, enjoy no, our I, albums. I agree but like, with you. But like, <laughs> there's always things in these albums that I feel like we could do better, you know? And so it's always a process of, you know, like, well, how could we make a part like this more interesting? Or how could we add something that pushes just a little bit and i don't i don't want to say that we like write within some type of box or anything like that but we 100 percent want each song to like stand alone as its own thing so as you listen to, through the record it's like oh it's this song like i i remember this one because it's the only like obviously all the songs are metalcore like there's a, a lot of a lot of solos and there's a lot of screaming whatever but like we wanted to make it we wanted to make the songs discernibly different from each other and make them rememberable or memorable rememberable it's, it's a word it's a word Sick. on this podcast it's a word <laughs> <laughs> memorable but in their but in their own way and for their own yeah. reasons right and so you know it's and like I, I don't even necessarily know that it's like an intentional thing to make it memorable you know we're like look we're, we've never been have we had hooks sure but we've never been the band that's like writing a you know justin bieber chorus or something like that where it just is annoyingly stuck in your head throughout the day. Like, may, like maybe for a good amount of people, it's it's stuck in their head. And if that's the case, then that's freaking awesome. But it's we're not trying to impress people. We're just trying to be better. Does that make sense? Yeah, and and it's it's funny you say that. I had this discussion with a friend of mine, and I, I was telling her how I think it's important. It, I think it's a good thing. Uh, an, another way to say it is that uh, you talk about how you're always striving to make a song better. Like now you look back on it. I feel like, and now you look back on this. It's like, man, I wish we would have done this. We wish, I wish I'd have done it this way. You know, different particular songs on this Mm -hmm. record. If you didn't have that, I feel like you don't care about what you do. 
I think that's an important thing. If you don't think you can do better, I don't think like you care about enough for what you do. That's a good thing. I mean, it's, it's a really important thing to look back on. I mean, it also is serves as an ingredient to keep moving, keep making new records, uh, furthering, bettering yourself, which I think you guys are still doing that when five records, not an easy thing to do again. Um, Thanks, man. But um, uh, I, I want to go to the, this next one here. We're talking about the songs. Like, yeah. uh, gosh, uh, eternally apart to thorns to defining moments. Uh, my favorite, which is the storm, the storm in me, all the way to in the night. Okay. I mean, I felt like it's just as good as it gets here because all these songs just flowed so well. Uh, that is a challenge in itself. But walk me through this, Sean. You know, when did you know? Not when did the writing start, but I guess how much did things change from when you first started composing on the fire itself to where you ended up finishing it? Was there already a, a specific sound you guys had in mind with this album? Okay. Um, for us, honestly, we wanted to get back to roots, right? Mm -hmm. um, we wanted to get back to our roots and the stuff that we love. And that's not to knock Dark Flag, but there are some songs on Dark, on Dark Flag where I feel like it strayed from us a little bit, mm -hmm. where instead of like focusing on the song, we were focused on like, let's take Burning Bright, for example. It's okay. like, like, I don't know that we're gonna write a, like tapping whatever part that complicated ever again. Like, cause it is just <laughs> like, it, it, like, like it didn't, it didn't even make sense upon like first like writing it. And, uh, and it took a lot of, a lot, like Dan, a lot of work to get like th this groove underneath it to actually make it feel right. And, uh, it, not trying to get away from the point, but like, we wanted to get back to our roots, but we still wanted to retain the growth that we feel like we've had as musicians, you know, mm -hmm. and, um, whether that's on eternally apart, like mixing in the melodic and having Isaiah just go crazy on the drums type of thing mixed with Boston. Like, like, dude, like Boston, that band, yeah. like that's one, that's one of Dan and I's favorite bands. Like if we can make that's something awesome. somewhat be reminiscent of them. Awesome. Not saying it is. I'm just saying if it kinda is, because <laughs> that that band's like ooh, they're they're a friggin' legend. Yeah. Um, like trying to mix that with like Darkest Hour, you know what I mean? And but like uh -huh. keeping keeping ourselves within that, because like that that's what Eternally Apart is to me. Like if, if you tried to nail down the sounds, that's to me what it is. But. Um, I don't know, man. I, I just, I didn't want us to go down a road where we were trying to be like overly dark or overly heavy or whatever, because you, you never win when you try and one up somebody else or one up whatever, or like try and do something more than somebody else. And that. Do you think about those things when you're writing? Like oh, everything you're saying, like different things that I feel, you know, uh, you're talking about the things that, that in the back of your head, I, you don't want to do too much of this, but then also don't do too much of that. Does uh -huh. that sometimes get in the way sometimes of songwriting? I, I, I begin to talk um, about that. 
it does like I'll, I'll say this with dan and i there's no like shortage for inspiration when it comes to like riffs or whatever hmm. you know like him and i are constantly writing riffs it's so fun but like i when it comes to riffs but when it comes to like my like mindset of navigating the riff and making it flow and making it the things that we want it to to be and changing like 100 percent, those things go through through our thoughts and whenever an idea is being discussed or tracked between between dan and i we're having these conversations like you know if this like does this step on this part's toes too much or does this feel right to you or does this you know add don't we don't want to go into a double halftime part here because we want to save that for the ending or hmm. you know th there's a, there's all these little 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 nuanced things that like him and i want to like 100 percent talk about non-stop yeah so um Again, I think that ties into, you know, um, what, what did I say before is that if, if you're thinking about improving yourself, you know, you can't just be, I'm never content with my work. I'm just saying, like, I'm always tr trying to improve myself. You know what I'm saying? That That's the way I want to put it. Yeah. And uh, something I want to talk about is the production. Good God. This, you guys did have that natural evolution to your sound. This record, the fire itself, it sounded polished it sounded powerful it was not overproduced like i heard everything i'm very picky on um the older i get the more i'm picky on how i want my music to sound i'm an audiophile these days but i didn't cool, have to cool. mess with any eq levels on this one man i mean as far as producing mixing and mastering who did you go to for that did you do it yourselves did you bring a team of people in here to get the sound you wanted with this album okay so uh massive massive props to uh grant mcfarland and carson slovak oh those guys those i, I those, love those guys they're 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 insane like um so they mixed and mastered and uh really man they 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 did such a good job i'm like i'm super pumped um as far as like the engineering and overall production, uh, that would be pretty much Dan. Um, yeah. I think I I think Dan ended up giving me a engineering credit, but I, I don't completely understand why. I, I only tracked like a handful of things, but like just I take mean, the and credit. And, 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 we're, and we're not. I'm stoked. <laughs> uh, but uh, that was that was guitars bass and vocals and then uh isaiah tracked at a studio that i am blanking no he tracked that glow in the dark what am i thinking he tracked his drums at glow in the dark there you go yeah so um i yeah i mean it just ended up working this time around and we got uh we got the mixing time set up with uh, Grant and Carson, and they, man, they just took it, and they we we could tell from like the first mix that we got sent back that like, oh, they like, 
they actually care. This is sick. Oh yeah. <laughs> so um, they, you know, they were, they did things that like, I was hoping that they were going to do to some of my vocal parts. Like even, even like small stuff, like there, there's that like melodic bridge of eternally apart and they mixed my voice because it's a single, single voice singing but yeah. they mixed it in a way that where it just sounds like it's a voice in the back of your head. And it's so cool, man. I, I'm, I was thrilled whenever they sent it over. Like they, they paid a lot of attention to detail. And I mean, I don't know, man. Like I, I'm stoked on the way it sounds. So. No, no, no. Yeah, uh, uh, there's not enough words to describe that if, if I can help you out there because uh, you said the exact same thing, like pretty much when we had Matt Griner from August Burns Red, they, you know, they work with Carson and Grant and massive shout out to them. Massive shout out to Dan for uh, putting this record out there. The sound it had, it really gave it, um, I don't know, everything this record needed to the, I guess, what is it? The muscle of the fire itself. Mm. Like it, it really brought out that sound that you guys needed. Now, um, you know, I was thinking about asking you this question, but I am going to ask this question because I feel like this is an important one because between okay. writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like you talked about, I'm going to quote you here. You said, it's easy to write about things other people are going through, but it's nearly yeah. impossible for me to write about myself. Yeah. Now, you guys have been along this line of uh, the idea, not the idea, like the genres of like Christian rock, Christian metal, right? Mm. I wonder, what's the first thing that, comes to your mind when you hear something like that and how strongly do you identify with it is it an element that defines phineas or on who they are today like an extension of who you are because i feel like the label christian metal is a label that can be easily misunderstood and gets thrown around a lot right so so all of us in the band have faith and that affects who we are um so i you know, I'm a Christian. Um, does that affect the music that I write? Well, it's it comes down to just like a core belief of mine that like who you are is going to work yourself out in the world, like in what you do, right? Like whether that's whether that's your job or whether that's music or even down to how you play a video game, <laughs> like yeah, as simple as it's, that. <laughs> it's like who you are is going to work its way out one way or another. Right. Like, and it's, you're going to leave your mark on things. You know what I mean? Um, and so to me, like, do we, is is it is the band shaped by that 100 percent 100 percent now i don't want to i don't want to portray myself as some type of pastor or something like that because i'm not i'm not yeah um like i have my beliefs and uh i believe that i have a relationship with jesus um i don't but then again, I also don't want to identify with American Christian American Christianity as a whole because, uh, on the whole, I view it as a pit of 
snakes. So, um, you know, it's, it's, yeah. it's, kind of, it's, it's, it's a weird like line to walk because there are, look, there are amazing people out there who believe in God. They're amazing people. They just, they love their neighbors and they go about their business. And, you know, if anybody needs a helping hand, they're there. Those people exist. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then there's also, there's also the people who use church as as a flight of stairs to climb and then look down on the other people, man. Uh, right. You really and struck so, a chord in there within me because, um, you know, I'm a big believer too. And, and, you know, my, my older brother, he has a, um, he has a, his name is James, by the way, he has, he has a, um, a, like a church group that he goes to mm-hmm. every Sunday. And it's not like a, it's, it's an, it's in a house full of loving people. And one of the reasons why we are together in that church is to get away from that, you know, uh, pit of snakes, so to, so to speak, yeah. you know what I'm saying? And, yeah. um, but, um, sorry, my, my, you just blew my mind there. I love that. What, what you said, because it's a weird line to walk. It's a weirder line to walk as, as we move forward through time, it gets weirder and weirder. And right. you, you kind of stumble along the way because like I said, the wire gets thinner and thinner and thinner, you know, and yeah. you kind of have to keep, you kind of have to keep building the wire with your mental blocks as you grow, grow up throughout time. Um, I'm making this metaphor up as I go along, but I hope you can resonate. No, it's great. Saying. No, but, absolutely. But, but I wanted to throw that out there. Um, you know, having said all that, it, it would be safe to say that you see a fire, the fire itself as a snapshot of where you are, Sean, in a certain time in your life, looking back. 100%, 1000%, man. Um, this album is so i'm gonna go like stream of consciousness for a second this album is 100 percent a mixture of my heart and what uh what's good in me, what's bad in me, what me feeling uncomfortable in my skin and what's, you know, tip of the hat to Lincoln Park crawling underneath my skin, right? Wow. I was just uh, listening to that yesterday. Sorry about that. Go ahead. No, it's all good. Great song. Um, But uh, no, it's, it's like, so the fire itself is, it's a, it's a quote from Mark Twain that was then adopted by Patrick Rothfuss, who uh, wrote a series. Uh, he wrote King Killer Chronicles, which two out of the three books are out right now. They're really good books, um, but uh, it, it's a fantasy book, and in his world, um, names hold a significance in this magic system that exists, right? The wise and, man's uh, fear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just that's just that's I know I know that one. So Patrick yeah. Rothfuss, an author. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about. Um yeah. And so he's he's talking about the first book's called The Name of the Wind. Mm-hmm. And uh well when he when he talks about the name of fire, 
says, well, the word fire is just a reflection. You know, it's just a, just a painting. But the name is the fire itself. And so I, I thought that that was so profound because we have these things that, you know, and these words that we use to describe ourselves and that are acting, you know, these things are acting their, themselves out in the world. Like, like I said earlier, like who you are is going to work itself out around you. Right. Mm -hmm. Like if, if, like if, if, if there's hell inside, you're going to create hell around you. Right. And, uh, I just, just thinking about like who I want to be and like what my real name would be, not, not just the painting of me, not just what, the reflection of me, but like who I actually am and um, getting into like mental health type of things and like I've been, I've been going to therapy, man, and it's been very yeah. beneficial to me because it's pointed out a lot of things in my life that I have wrong with me. Um, it's, but it's also been affirming in a lot of other ways and um, been going through the process of reparenting myself and um, reparenting myself because now, like for better or worse, I am a parent mm -hmm. and it's important to know what's important to talk to your kid about and what to teach your kid and that the way that you treat him and the way that you love on him is going to impress upon him his sense of what intimacy actually means for the rest of his life because that's what happened with me and i struggle so hard with intimacy because because of it i'm not talking about you know sexual intimacy or whatever but yeah, just being, yeah but but being close with a person and being able to actually open up yeah and um and be honest not just with other people but honest with yourself and so i want to know i want to know who i am and and i want to know who i am without the the feeling of guilt or the feeling of shame or the feeling of fear um, that has come with it my entire life. I want to. I want to. I want to be able to breathe deep, a full breath, and be okay with being who I am. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, the fire itself is about put it in a corny way the fire itself is is my attempt at finding my own name i think being my my, 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 my true my true name right yeah um by the way it's totally okay to be corny these days it's uh i want you to <laughs> don't filter yourself at all i mean i think we've done that enough throughout our lives to the point where we oh, kind of 100 i think it's easy to i know i, I want to finish this thought but i'm going to ask you this first because everything you're telling me when you started with this band to who you are today um i grew with you guys so that's another thing as well because um i love that you were able to put everything you were feeling on this record to represent yourself the best way you believe it can represent you and i think you did that and we've covered 
so much ground on this amazing interview, by the way. Um, um, can't wait till we do this again in person, but you know, Sean, yeah, man. what is the most rewarding part for someone like you who is now at this point in their career? Because at the same time, you've been involved with so many other different aforementioned talented bands, artists, individuals throughout that timeline we have talked about. And I'm excited to see where you go from here because here we are a new chapter with a fifth album, as a musician, as a frontman, hell, as a human being, do you ever just stop for a moment to you know, take a look back at how far you've come? I don't do it as often as I should, you know, because mm-hmm. like life moves fast and you're in the moment, right? And being in the moment is good and <laughs> It's a it's a good thing, but also you know there are so many things that came before came before right that actually give the moment right now its context and uh, no man it, it it's it's pretty wild man like thinking about that first tour in two thousand nine that we did I mean we're talking you know a flat of ramen noodles that are in the back of our van that we roll up to gas stations and use the hot water from the coffee maker and that's like our one of maybe two meals you know um that there were so many times we didn't know where gas money was going to come from there, a very specific memory of mine was driving from like Palmdale, California to Grand Junction, Colorado to have the show cancel 30 minutes before we got there. And that's a long friggin' drive, man. And uh, we literally drove to the mall, sat outside the Hot Topic. And as people went in and out, we were asking them, hey, do you like metal music? And then we'd hand, hand them headphones. Like check it out. We have our CDs here from it. They're they're five dollars. We're from LA. <laughs> like, dude. <laughs> but but like, but that it's like, yeah. We were hustling, but like literally, we had to because we had no way of getting where we wanted to go from there. Right? Yeah. Like, we had no way of driving away. <laughs> like there was no other option, man. So. It's it's crazy like thinking about that and now like coming to this album and like I mean the beautiful wife I have a beautiful kid I you know best friends in the world with me uh, best friend my best friends in the world are in in the band that I'm in like it's. It, it's a lot. It's, it's, it's a lot. And uh, I'm very, very grateful and very thankful. And like any, like any success or any cool stuff or any, like anything at all means the world to us. Like we do know where we came from, you know? Yeah. And, uh, It's pretty crazy, man. There, there's so many stories that I could get into of like, oh, here's something for you. I'm gonna, t- right. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna tell you this because this is actually like crazy. I can't remember. Oh, what was it? 
Okay, so we played we played a show. We played a show in Iowa. It was in a small town and played at a church. Um, well, there we had driven from. Is this the same year? California. Oh, nine. No, this is this would have been in like 2011 or 2012, hmm. I think. Maybe 2013. I can't. I can't remember. I'm. I'm old now. But uh, so we drove. It was something like 28 hours. We get to the show, and we we played. It's awesome. There was a guy who locally had has an act and so they they came out and they did like a surprise set and we got to the end of the night and we were going to settle with uh with you know the the event coordinator whatever um whatever you want to call him and uh we asked like okay cool you know how many how many paid were there because we had a we had a door deal worked out with them and uh they told us the number and then they handed us half of what was agreed upon and we we're we were kind of like hey this is super weird but this is like this is half of that yeah um and they're like oh you know what because that other band played i think our door girl gave gave that gave oh, that band geez. that money and we were like that's very brutal but we understand how that miscommunication would happen um anyways so we get done we're loading out and we're just i think i was i was talking i was talking with this gentleman lord forgive me i can't remember his name anyways i'm talking with this guy and just kind of sharing um some things and uh We go out to the van and he comes comes up to my window right before we're leaving and he goes, hey, why, why don't you follow me real quick? I'm going to take you to the gas station. I'm going to fill up your gas tank. I was like, hmm. oh, okay, that's very nice of you. Thank you. Um, I believe what it was was It was something like $148 or something like that. Like that's that's what the total was, okay? And we we ended up walking out with like $74. And we were just like, oh my God, we just, we have like literally $17 to our bank account because we just spent 400 in gas and getting out here, right? So every little bit counts. And uh, anyways, we go to the gas station, our, tank was just below half the guy ends up dude it ends up being like 74 dollars on the dot wow of what the amount of gas that he had put in and he goes here hold up i'll be right back goes inside the gas station comes back with like a bag of donuts which I just thought it was like so hilariously like poetic hands it to us and he's like here you go man and I was just I give him a big I gave him a big old hug and I was like you have no idea like what just happened and so that's like kind of been a thought <laughs> like 
or like a something that I'll never forget that. It's just like you don't remember his we're, name? We're, no, I don't. I'm I'm Man. such a I'm such a dude. This is, this is clo- I, close I, close to a decade ago. I'm so I, I sorry. Think that, I but, think that in itself is also poetic. How you don't remember the name? Like it's always these like nameless heroes, right? <laughs> dude, there's so many, so many, and it, I just thought that, that was so cool. It was like it was like God was like, see, I got you guys. Plus a bag of donuts. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like and like the old, old saying, plus a bag of chips. You know. So there's a bag of donuts and so i i don't know man coming from coming from that and now just i don't know man in the night is at like 200,000 streams since we've released it like Jeez. and that's just on spotify that's wild to me i never would have thought that like that that was gonna happen we were just dumb kids like not knowing what we were doing with anything and yeah so that's crazy that that is crazy um hopefully we can get to more of these stories in the future but uh sean we're nearing the end of our interview man uh now here's a surprise. Oh, here's a surprise we are we're gonna get to that uh thing that i was gonna tell you about so oh, okay uh what i'll do is i do this with all my guests this is gonna be the fun part I, I hope you think it's fun. So, <laughs> okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna loosen things up here a bit. This is this is I know it's been so many things. We took a deep dive into mentally with with this album, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it. What I'm gonna do, Sean, I'm gonna put you on the hot seat. Hot seat. I'm gonna see if you know the lyrics to your own songs. Are you for that challenge? Oh my gosh, dude! Wait, <laughs> wait, wait, dude! Wait. What okay. albums are are is it is it the new it's, one or is it old it's, ones it's, as well? Well, new and old. I it's a mix oh, of your God. entire catalog. I didn't pick every song. I promise. I handpicked. <laughs> I handpicked a select few. I'm gonna start you off easy. I promise. I'm Bro, not. Gonna, I, I'm, I'm not gonna go. Listen, listen, listen to me. Listen to me. So here's the thing. I've had. So I told many, you earlier. I, listen, I mess up lyrics every show. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I've had so many individuals come on here and tell me. I'm not going to get any song right. And they get every single song right. And then I have some artists who say, yeah, I'll get every song right. And they get every song wrong. It's always the opposite way. I can't explain it. It's just the way it happens. I think it's amazing. But I also think, um, if anything, I'm making you rethink your set list. So <laughs> what I'll do is I'm going to start things off. And let's, let, let's see how we do for first couple of songs. You ready? Just uh, take okay. a deep breath. All right. Gonna, and I gotta name the song. You gotta name the song. I'm gonna read, okay. read the lyric. You name the song. I'm gonna start you off easy. I promise. Like I said. Okay. Here, here we go. Kindred of infinity, existing together. At, go ahead. That's eternally apart. Yeah. Okay. Fire itself. All right. See. All right. Got. We got to start you off on the right note. Here we go. Moving on. Lying while lying in a wedding bed. I actually love this lyric. You brought this into our home. You played your games with my head. Deeper traced the wound across my neck. Deeper, I was a promise you never kept. That's why I live Yep, from Till the End 2015. That is a great, great song. Um, all right. Thanks, hey, you're, you're doing good so far. Look at that. You got me nervous, bro. Because you, because <laughs> that's like, a good thing, though, man. Again, I said back, that, man. Here we go. All right. All right. Moving on. Moving on. We're on a roll here struck to silence by the gavel 
make him bleed for playing God. Oh, below. Yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna finish that lyric, and you would say, "I'm sorry." <laughs> I, was gonna, I was like, "Gee, all right." I didn't, that's from Dark Flag, 2017. I urge everyone to pick up that album as well. That's a great piece of art. Uh, I was gonna say, "I fear I have enough above for that," and you say, "Hell below." Okay. Anyway, moving on. Can you hear my cicada song drowning through the darkness? Blurring the words and fading the meaning until only static is left. This is like poetry as I'm reading this. Uh, it's interesting. It's, 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 yeah, Dyson Sphere from the last word is yours to speak. 2013. It's interesting when you read these lyrics, it it really shows a whole different side to the interpretation as opposed to, you know, delivering it like you do on stage, right? Like it's, it's a whole different side to these lyrics. I think it's, I think that that is amazing in itself. Like, See, as I'm reading, I feel like it's like a lullaby as I'm reading it to somebody. So, that's All right. awesome. All right, moving <laughs> Thanks, on. Man. Drugs traverse my veins and leave me clutching the numb. Oh, I think you already know this, right? Do I even need to keep reading? Look at this. You know your own song, Sean. <laughs> the, the, uh, 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 <laughs> these are save for Dyson Sphere. These are these are songs that we've played. So I, I like, I need to know them. You know. Um, a seven. Yeah, from till the end. Uh, I went back to back to that one. All right, here we go. Now this is a throwback. Okay. Well, I, can I call this a throwback? Let's try it. All right. Trembling in the shadow of your creation, your knees grow weak. Watch my eyes beam with cold, and you'll keep coming back again. Just poetry, straight up. Uh oh, did I get you there? It's the speaking stone. Yep. The first song okay. from the God Machine, 2011. That is a decade old. That is, um, that's definitely, man, I, I hope you guys get a chance to tour for that album. Again, I'm just a, a, one out of a million fans out there. Just throwing that out there. <laughs> and you say nothing, so I wonder that. We, no, that we, 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 we got to do something, right? We got to figure something <laughs> out for that. Because that's, that's a crazy thing. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, hell, I thought we'd fizzle out way before this. <laughs> you know, it's just like, that. that's crazy to me. It's like, hey, we thought we'd be done. Sorry, we don't have anything prepared. <laughs> but uh, That's all right. That's all right. But that's an idea now. Now that that's, that idea is planted in your head. All right, we got a couple more. Dude, you're, you're on a roll here, man. Here we go. Face your range and your hounds will turn on their own. With each nail, I will break your every bone. Okay. That, yeah, that's that's blood on my knuckles. Yep. Last word is yours to speak. Another great song. I mean, there's no. You guys don't know how to write bad songs. Okay. All right, we got the last one here, man. Too nice, bro. Dude, this is the last one. There's no way you should miss this. I'm I'm not putting pressure on you, but I feel like I am. <laughs> Hold fast to hope of another day. Hold fast. It can't last forever. The meaningless names of far off places. I have to believe something better awaits. You said it. it's meaningless names. Yep. Oh gosh, yeah. I did say it, didn't I? Dark flag. <laughs> well, I helped you out there, man. I did say it there, didn't I? You got me there. Um, Sorry, right. Sean, Sean, I'm gonna give you a round, I'm gonna give you a round of applause once this episode airs because you did awesome. Man, uh, this Thanks, has been uh, such an honor. Uh, Sean, do you have any uh, last words, just any shout outs, anything you'd like to plug in or mention as far as 
Phineas and the Fire itself before we finish things off here. I don't know if you have a new music video coming out soon. I know you got tour dates coming up. I don't, I don't know what you can and cannot say. The floor is yours. I I mean, I can say it. We're, we're shooting a music <laughs> video this Sunday, so two days from now. Um, can't say, well, I mean, I guess you could probably figure out what song it's for, but I don't need to say it. Um, yeah, The Fire Itself, August 27th, Solid State Records. Um, we struggled with picking singles for this album, and, uh, you know, released the last song first and the first song last, or not last, but I did uh, notice sec- that second. Um, and it's it's honestly like... I think front to back people enjoy it. Um, I hope so anyways. And so, um, yeah, that's it. (laughs) No, well said, Sean, uh, everyone is listening. If you could do me and Sean a favor buy the album, because the bands can't do it without your help. I mean, I'm old fashioned. I still buy records that's sitting in the corner of my room today um uh, i mean it's I'm, like i said i'm old-fashioned like that i like having the hard copy because there's so much work that's been put into that the streams are great but uh, i mean uh, i think there was a stat out there like a friend i think a friend told me who's in a band like if you buy an album that's like three years of like spotify listens or something like that but but i'm just saying like it really goes a long way if the listeners out there can purchase the album uh the fire itself drops august 27th on solid state records you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams, iTunes, Spotify, what have you. We'll be on YouTube. Check us out our interview on fire.com. Sean, man, thank you from the bottom of my heart. This has been, uh, I've done so many of these. This is, this is definitely up there. Uh, checked off a awesome. bucket list band of myself. Um, but you stay safe out there and I'll see you here in Dallas, hopefully sooner than later. Heck uh, yeah, man. Let's stay in touch. And then, uh, yeah, I'll talk to you next time, buddy. Dude, that sounds great. Thanks so much for having me, man. All right, man. Stay safe, buddy. All right. I'll talk to you next time. Take it easy. guys thanks for listening to interview under fire podcast if you guys liked what you heard please subscribe and share our channel and please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously if you'd like to check out more visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on facebook instagram and youtube and finally we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us keep it burning